0: Hey, everybody, welcome to the Four Pillar Fitness Podcast. This is Coach Phil Houston once again with you. Um, just want to thank everybody for being here, and we've got a great topic today, something short and sweet. Going to get to it in just a second, but first, some housekeeping. Uh, if you happen to be listening to us on iTunes, do me a favor, drop us a five star rating if you like what you hear, obviously. Um, and leave a comment. Um, so there's a lot of downloads recently of a lot of the episodes, and very few comments. Um, would love for you to let other people know what you think and what you what you've heard, um, and how you like it. Okay. Um, and as you as usual, you know how to reach me. I'm on Instagram at Coach Phil Houston, um, on Twitter at Phil Houston. Spell the last name right: H U E S T O N. If you want more stuff like this and, and pretty much everything in the fitness, nutrition, and performance field, um, check me out on the website CoachPhilHouston.com. Uh, Again, one more place for you to get some info and some some good stuff and some fun stuff. Uh, Now on to today's topic, and that topic is parents, should you hire a strength coach or fitness trainer for your kid? Um, This is a hot topic these days. A lot of parents are spending a lot of money on different kind of trainers, sports trainers, fitness trainers, skills trainers, things like that. I want to address the strength and conditioning side of things today, Um, talk a little bit about um, whether you should or shouldn't, whether, whether it makes sense for you. Um, you know, commonly, the common lament that we hear among American parents, modern modern American parents anyway, um, even those parents whose kids are athletic, we hear those similar complaints, right? Um, I can't get him to exercise. All he wants to do is play baseball and sit on the couch and play video games. You know, I wish I could get her to do something more active. It seems like he's got a hard time keeping the weight off. And these are things we hear a lot, um, even here in our facility. So let's face facts, right? The days when kids came home from school, ran in the house, flew through their homework so they could get outside and and play like fiends until the dinner whistle or the dinner bell or yell or whatever, that stuff's pretty much over, right? Um, we live in the age of, of play dates and organized sports and you know after school activities and the fear that your kid's gonna get kidnapped off the street. Now, I'm just gonna tell you, the, the risk of your kid being kidnapped off the street while playing football is really, really low. Um, I don't know about kids today, but when I was growing up, if somebody tried to grab one of us off the street, that poor, that poor sucker would've wound up in the hospital. Um, I'd like to think the kids do the same thing today, but the statistics also bear it out. You just, the risk of, of kidnapping is not what people think it is, although I understand the panic and the fear certainly get that. Um, right now, though, the most predominant after-school activity seems to involve a computer or video game, right? Fortnite has Fortnite taken over for touch football on the street, for sure. Xbox with their online friends has replaced climbing trees, dirt bomb fights, or other physical play. Wait a minute, you don't know what a dirt bomb fight is? Oh, wow, let me explain this one. So when I was growing up, and I'm, I'm ancient, you know, I grew up with the dinosaurs. Um, one of the fun things that we used to do is we would go back in the woods behind our houses where there were a bunch of holes dug and, and stuff that had been, had been dug out and big piles of dirt. And in this dirt, there was dirt that had gotten clung together, sometimes with rocks inside of it, um, about baseball size. And it, we, we called them dirt bombs. So we would just throw them at each other. Um, and that was, you know, when you, when you got somebody out, they were out and you had to go, they had to, go to jail and you had to go, you know, then somebody had to break them out. You know how that goes. But the most important thing was throwing dirt bombs at each other. Um, it's pretty much how I learned to throw a curveball, ball more or less. Uh, but that's, that's dirt bomb fights. And I don't think our kids do that very much today. And I wish I say, I wish they would. Um, well, I will say that when someone got clocked with a dirt bomb with a stone in it, that wasn't a whole lot of fun, but it was kind of funny. Um, anyway, moving on, uh, the most frequent interaction today though, with our kids seems to be texting, right? Our kids have really strong fingers, weak bodies, and extra body fat. Um, even our sports culture has been pretty much co-opted. The only kids who get to play consistently are the all-stars, right? Those kids that stand out because winning has become the standard. Rec sports where every kid can play are giving way to travel teams, um, showcase teams, and elite squads. And it's hurting us because now what we're seeing is kids are cycling in and out of sports in about 2.89 years, under three years. Uh, and that's according to the most recent study done by the Aspen Institute and in Utah State folks um, in their in – their, uh, I forget the name of the, the exact name of the study, but it spawned the, uh, the commercial campaign, Don't Retire Kids. So if you've seen this one, uh, it's pretty impressive stuff. But here's the thing, um, in 2018, only 38% of all kids played uh, from ages 6 to 12 played on a sports team on a regular basis. And that's down from 45% in just in just 10 years. Um, that's not good news, okay? Um, you know Parents still want sports to be fun for their kids, and they think their kids are having fun, and they're spending a ton of money to get them into sports. But the reality of it is these kids are burning out by by an average by age 11, right? The starting age has gone down to age eight, and the burnout age now is down to 11. That's not a good thing. We're not making sports fun for kids. We're making it harder for them to enjoy it. And as a result, they're just not getting the fitness and the the activity that they really, really need. Um, And I'm sorry to hear that, obviously. It's terrible. So what does a parent do, right? Um, I mean, don't misunderstand me. I'm a big fan of organized sports. I really love it. I love when my kids play sports. I love to watch them play sports. It's so much fun. I recognize that the loss of much of the Saturday morning league sports culture has created a gap in the fitness culture for many kids. Like, I get that. And that's something that's, you know, in spite of the fact that sports are growing. So this might be where a fitness trainer comes in, right? Many trainers are now actually specializing in youth fitness. There's a lot of us out there that do it. Um, some of us are really good at it. Some, some aren't so good at it. But, um, you know, here's the thing. Should your child work with a youth fitness trainer? So I think the answer is yes, if one of these things is true, Okay. Uh, if your child is an athlete who's not getting any fitness-based exercise currently, right? For example, if your child is baseball, soccer, softball, lacrosse, hockey, or basketball, or any other sport, practice several nights a week with no fitness or conditioning exercise included, you know, outside of the coach trying to run them to death. A youth fitness trainer might be right for him or her. Um, also, if your child is obese, whether they're sedentary or active, right? Obesity in children should be taken seriously. Many kids are showing up in doctors' offices with coronary artery disease. And congestive heart problems, not to mention type two diabetes, arthritis, and other adult chronic conditions and diseases. And some of these kids are athletes. So we're, we're not exactly seeing that sports are keeping kids fit and lean. We're seeing a lot of kids still get fat even though they're playing sports, you know, 24, seven, 365. Um, also, hey, if your kids expressed an interest in trying a fitness regimen, a youth fitness trainer might be a great start for them. Um, also, if your child is very athletic and would benefit from the help of a professional youth fitness trainer. Now note, Beware of sport-specific training programs for kids under, 13, under about the age of 13 or 14. Specializing your kids in the unique unique movement patterns of a single sport or worse, one position within a sport may doom him or her to a lifetime of injury specific to that sport. I'll give you an example. Parents who seek a pitching instructor to teach a child under 13 to throw a curveball or other high-movement pitches it might not be a good idea. That shoulder, that elbow just hasn't developed enough to handle that kind of stress not really a good idea, can lead to injury patterns in the shoulder and elbow later and may shorten that player's career. Also, people who say they're sports specific strength and conditioning trainers for young kids look, I'm, a, I'm just going to come out and say it okay, they're thieves, they're stealing your money because what they're going to do is they're going to jack up their rates to twice what everybody else's are and say, Oh, I'm doing baseball specific sports strength training or lacrosse specific strength training. Pushing, pulling, lunging, hinging, squatting, and carrying heavy things and doing some cardio are unique are not unique to any one sport, okay? They're pretty much universal to all sports. And you, like I said earlier, you don't wanna narrow down that, those movement patterns to a single sport too young because you're gonna, you're gonna kind of doom your kid to a life of injury. Um, also, if your child is undercoordinated compared to his, his or her age peers, that might be a good time to get them a, youth, a qualified youth fitness trainer. Um, that trainer can create a program and an atmosphere in which your child can feel confident and develop better levels of strength, agility, and coordination without feeling like they're competing with everybody all the time. Um, And last, if you want your child to develop healthy exercise habits for life, a youth fitness trainer might be for you. Look, I'm going to tell you, I think the majority of kids under the age of about 18, and really any age, big kids, little kids, adult kids, we could all benefit from from hiring a fitness trainer, okay? It wouldn't be a bad thing. There's lots of ways to get it done. There are personal training programs, group training programs, so many ways to get it done. I mean, heck, if you're local to me, call me. I'll I'll guide you, try to give you the right choice and the right right, uh, uh, solution for you. Um, A qualified youth fitness trainer will build a program based on age coordination, current physical conditions, sports goals, if any, and the child's exercise experience. Um, A lot of times, these sessions look a lot like old school phys ed classes, and that's good. Kids should learn to manage their body weight, and to perform basic exercises before moving to more complex and advanced exercises or programs. Uh, Push-ups, pull-ups, lunging, squatting, overhead lifting, throwing, running, and other movements are essential to human movement as as well as to sport performance. We're gonna talk a little bit more about why a youth fitness trainer might be right for your kids in just a minute after these quick words from our sponsors. Hey, welcome back to the podcast, uh, the Four Pillar Fitness Podcast, I'm Coach Phil Houston. We're talking about whether you should have a youth fitness trainer for your kids, um, there's a couple of other reasons that I would say would be would, things that would your child might benefit um, by which your child might benefit, right? And that and that's confidence, right? Children need to build confidence. We're, we're they're, they're struggling in a world that's constantly attacking them, that's constantly challenging them, that's constantly challenging them in ways that are probably a little too advanced for them. And we see this a lot in schools. We see it a lot in in, in sports programs. Kids are being pushed to play up, right? To go to honors classes, to go to AP classes, to go to all these harder, harder classes. To do college work in high school, you know, this this can undermine a kid's confidence if, if they start to struggle with those things. But if they're physically literate and competent and they know that they can do things physically in their own realm, that's gonna that's gonna contribute to their psychological and emotional confidence. Now we've seen this a million a million times, I exaggerate, hundreds of times in our practice here. And we know that that kids who come in and and for example, can't do a push-up, right? Or can't do more than one push-up. A couple of weeks later, they're doing 10, 15 push-ups. They're kind of banging them out. All of a sudden, they start to feel a little bit more confident. It's not uncommon for a kid who's in our program to be at home showing mom and dad his new, her new muscles, right? Girls and, and girls aren't exempt from that. They love to know that they're getting stronger. Um, it's not uncommon for our 11, 12 year old girls to ask us if they can deadlift. Like they just want to. They want to do it because it's just it's hard, and they know that they can do it, and they can overcome something, and they can challenge themselves. So confidence is a big thing, right? Character is a big one. All right, giving children something to do that they know they have to overcome will lead and again, helping them and coaching them to, to, to accomplish it will help lead to better character because we're going to give them, we're going to assign them things to do and we're going to hold them accountable for those things in a way that's appropriate to their age and their psychological makeup. So that character issue is a big one. Integrity. They have to hold themselves in integrity to themselves and to other people, right? How can they, can they be held accountable to other people? Can they hold themselves accountable to themselves? Can they be supportive of the people around them? So these things are important as well in the decision to, to hire a qualified youth fitness trainer. And obviously you want to interview the person and make sure that they're right for your kid and right for your family, because that has to be a good fit. It may be a long-term relationship. Um, and like I said, a lot of times those sessions that you see are going to look like old school phys ed sessions, and that's fine, right? Um, if you want your kid to get better, go ahead and hire a qualified trainer or a company, a facility. Um, in, a, in a facility like ours, if your if your child is working in our group training program, they're going to see a bunch of different coaches. There's three or four of us here. They're going to see all of us at one time, right? And that's good. They're going to get they're going to get coaching and contribution and, and and advice and and thoughts and conversation with a, with a bunch of different people. It's a good idea to help them socialize across personality types, including their own. Um, we definitely want to discuss the goals that you have for your kids, um, and if, if it's appropriate, if they're old enough to say 13, 14 or up. We want to discuss goals with them at some level, some level it's appropriate for them psychologically, educationally. Um, your trainer should be able to help simplify and clearly explain to you how he's how he assesses. Uh, he or she assesses kids, develops programs and judges progress. That's important. Have a conversation with the coach that you want to hire about how they assess their clients, right? How they write their programs and how they assess progress and when it's time to, to change that program and maybe progress some things. Um, and you should be invited to watch sessions. There should be, you know, This should be total transparency that way, but no sideline coaching parents, just chill. Okay. Let the coach do his job, let the kid do their thing. You just relax, be there to support your kid. Um, We get it all too often, mom or dad hanging over the fence and they're coaching they're yelling, go faster, go harder. Sometimes even when we're telling them not to. So, you know, it can be a little bit difficult for us to do our job. If you're, if you're doing a lot of sideline coaching, Um, the system by which you sign up should be pretty transparent. You know, in our facility, we have a really simple way to get you started with us. You have a couple of different options, and that's it. It's real simple. Our billing structure is very transparent and simple, and that's very helpful to help parents' confidence. So I would for me personally, I would suggest a trainer who works in a small group environment. I mean, here in our facility, we have, we have small group training work. We have large group training work, and it all works out pretty well. But to get started, the small group training environment might be best for your child if they're a little bit shy or they've never had this kind of thing happen uh, before. Um, or they may have struggled to learn some some sports skills, may have had a little bit of difficulty socializing on a team. A small group environment would be great for them. Um, If they love team stuff and they're willing to be in large groups, then a large group might be okay for them. Um, Your child would normally be put in a group of kids with similar goals, ages, and current conditions as best as possible. In a large group setting, that's much more difficult than a small group setting It's much easier. That group dynamic often takes the emphasis off the child and what he or she can and can't do because there are other people who are struggling with different things as well. And the coach can help those kids all understand that they're all operating in their own, uh, their own level, so to speak. And they're all in their own journey. Um, the key word for me is to remember, um, that the key word is fun. Okay. Um, we want to, we want to make sure the kids are having fun, that they enjoy it. I say to parents quite a bit, um, we want to make sure it's fun because if you think about it, they're not going to do things that aren't fun. And if you think I'm wrong, see how excited they are to clean the room. Most of the time they're not. Okay. Uh, promoting a healthy lifestyle should begin at home. Getting a little professional help on the outside can make it easier. So, parents, coaches, everybody, I hope this helps you helps you guys today. Um, if you have any questions, you know how to reach me, you can get me a uh, leave me a voice message through anchor.fm slash four hyphen pillar hyphen fitness. Um, I'm on Instagram at Coach Phil Houston, spell the last name right, H-U-E S-T-O N on Twitter at Phil Houston, again, spell the last name right. Uh, the website is coachphilhouston.com. And I thank every single one of you for being here today. And as always, keep the faith and keep after